Music Video Land, and welcome to another edition, the 150th edition of This Week in Music Videos, brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. My name is Adam of the internet music video database, and uh, with us as usual in uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn, who I'm, I assume is going to give me a rap lyric du jour is uh, Mr. Doug Klinger. How are you, Doug? Doing super good, Adam. That's why I don't feel these bitches. Frostbite. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm drawing a blank on that one for this week. What What is that from? It's from Ice Princess by Azalea Banks, which we'll be talking about later. Oh, see, I just, it takes me a few times to kind of <laughs> absorb absorb the links or absorb the, the lines. Right. Um, and somebody who has no problem absorbing things. Uh, Mr. Adam Alexander, Fringe Music Fix. Adam, how are you? I'm awesome, Adam. I'm feeling spongy. Yeah. <laughs> and just absorbing, absorbing, soaking in, soaking in the Maddie Ziegler. Yeah, so, I, and, and the Pops Blue Ribbon. Soaking that too. I'm drinking American beer because I can't hang out with you guys this weekend. Oh, did, that's did, so sweet. Did they, uh, I didn't know they sold the uh, Pops Blue, Blue Ribbon in uh in Canada, they do. I'm the only one that drinks it here, though. <laughs> um, by the way, from here on in, Adam Alexander is always going to be referred to as the absorbent mm. Adam Alexander because it's true. It's true. He's a spongy dude. It's important to be absorbent. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering if uh, this week, before we got into the videos, you guys wanted to talk about a topic that we didn't get to yesterday or last week, which was music video ratings yeah i think we could do that so yeah, this is older music video news but still news nonetheless and, and kind of interesting because it's something that we've talked about uh a, a few times before and that is online music videos getting age ratings yeah we, they were saying <laughs> that this was going to happen um, yeah this in, has been teased in the UK. for a while they've been, they've been everyone's getting excited for it they've right and so this is happening across the pond in the UK first, apparently. Um, these ratings are going to be decided by the British Board of Film Classification, um, which I guess is sort of like the... Who decides it in the US? It's like the... Uh, there's an acronym. The F- FCC or something? No, no, it's the uh, RAA or something. Oh, those guys, right. Yeah. Something that decides, you know, the PG, the PG... MPAA or... MPAA, that's exactly it. Yes. yes. Um, so they're going ahead and, and classifying um, these videos, and they're doing it with record label participation. So they're saying all three record major la- uh, record labels are taking part, um, and they're sort of kind of trying it out. And the three would be Sony, Universal, and Warner Brothers. Um, it's interesting that it's being singled out in music videos and not just like online content in general. It's like, no, music videos are the stuff. That's where the kids are all at. I, I think that's coming, though. They'll try to do it for everything eventually. How could you possibly control that, though? It's just yeah, so yeah, many... I guess the, this, you can control this if with record label help. That makes sense. Right. You can say, you know, there's only one Bruno Mars Uptown Funk video, and we're going right. to give it a certain rating. Um, I think it's kind of a... A little bit of a wild goose take chase to try to do that for just for every content video. in general. No, it, it's literally impossible. You cannot do that. Right. You cannot do that. There's just far too much content on on the. But it it is interesting though that it's still being singled out, like because of how much content there is on the internet. Like what what does this can even control? It just stops. It just stops kids potentially from seeing music videos, but they could go find lewd content literally anywhere else on the internet well, yeah, it still kind of puts it in the hands of the parents whether they're going to monitor this or not and that's impossible too though my parents well, tried you could probably put like age restriction you know like parental controls on a on a computer or on an account sure essentially um well let's talk about how how this is being implemented right now because I've seen a number of articles about this, but it, it is being so like bizarrely implemented and so limitedly implemented. So that, yeah, so basically, what's happening is these three record labels are giving their quote unquote participation to do a trial of this, and the initial phase included all of 
84 music videos <laughs> which is, Good, which is which a bizarrely is, small number of videos and like weird a weird number too yeah it's like not 100 not like, 84 no stop there stop there no more that's yeah. that's, that's what we need and and yeah like what difference is that gonna make basically zero and what happens is is that so the british film board or the bbfc is giving their classifications which of course in the uk have to be different you know in the us we have pg pg 13 etc and they have um i believe it's like a numerical classification like a 12 15 18 based on like how old you should be to watch something and what they're doing is basically uh um passing on those grades onto other organizations and it's up to the organizations to 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 do with it as they see fit um and in the case of vivo vivo issued a statement basically saying we don't care um (laughs) at all what these people are doing yeah they were very very like (laughs) what are you gonna do with the thing like a probably like a google spreadsheet that says these 85 music videos 84 excuse me have a classification of such and such you know what are they going to do with that youtube has and they have a hilarious there's there's an article with a hilarious screenshot of the mark robinson uptown funk featuring bruno mars video with like a you know uh, uh, underneath the description there's a little tag that says partner rating pg which like if you weren't looking for it virtually no one would see um and yeah it's like circle <laughs> it's like you you if you would never see it you would never see it uh unlike silver dvd but the, the 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 thing is is that it's funny that they chose that as an example because that is such a benign music video with, i got with, a pg rating though or but like that doesn't even like where the, they're dancing in it but there's <laughs> but there's also i thought it was numerical I didn't even know that they the ratings were based on letters. I'm I don't. Con- I'm confused because they said here this article that we're looking at said, um, where did they say that that it was given PG ratings? It's in here. It um. They they like six some of them... music videos submitted to the BBFC were classified U and eleven and eleven were classified PG, um, which those are letters. But then they also list other examples and those. Those are receiving numbers as ratings. Yeah, <laughs> and there's also the 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 argument that the American MPAA rating system doesn't really make any sense at all, and it's sort of lost all meaning. Um, you know, of course, the classic system that you know G, PG, PG thirteen, and right. There's such R. a ran- such random rules. Like, um, if you use the word "fuck" in a movie more than once in a in a non-sexual way it's rated r Mm -hmm. but if you use it in a sexual way automatically it's rated r like the use of the word fuck matters and that's stupid right i mean they don't i mean they've kind of lost their meaning in a way and they also have very specific connotations for how much money you're going to make i mean you're not going to have the number one box office you know, of all time with an R-rated movie. It's just right. technically not possible. So, you know, and and I don't think a lot of people, like, they have a basic understanding in their head of what those ratings mean, but I don't think people could, could like, the average person, you stop them off the street, could tell you the difference between an R-rated movie and a PG-13 movie. Maybe they would kind of, like, say, well, it's obviously more adult, but can you pinpoint what that is? Right. And so transferring them over to music videos, I think, is really kind of a of uh, trying to press an already existing system onto something that defies a lot of existing systems so it's it's kind of a i just don't think it works at all i think that so music has adopted its own system obviously and it was a system that i grappled with a lot as a 13 year old the explicit tag yeah the parental advisory sticker as i called it and and it would it would vary and sometimes it was an actual sticker, and as a kid, I could just peel that puppy right off. <laughs> no one would know a thing. Uh, but other times, I had to be slicker. Sometimes I'd buy a CD and then immediately open it and flip the flip the cover around, mm-hmm. and uh, and I get Fool away your with parents. It. Yeah, yeah, get away with it, so I could get that Craig Mack CD. Um, <laughs> so it, it's 
And I think actually that system, like either a like adult or not adult flag, at least to me, makes a little bit more sense than would trying to like be so fine tuned to where like this is for twelve year olds, this is for fifteen year olds, and eighteen year olds <laughs> is for this one. Like it should just be like one one like like be cautious of this or don't worry about it. Or this, or this music video is PG thirteen versus rated R. <laughs> right, right. Just doesn't feel like it makes <laughs> any, make any sense, sense whatsoever. I so wish, I wish there would have been something like this when I was growing up. I wasn't allowed to watch any music videos. If there would have been some G music videos, I might have been able to watch some. Would you have enjoyed them? No, they would have been the lamer ones, but they still would have been some music videos. Right, you still would have got a taste. Yeah, like some Weird Al, maybe, and you know. Yeah, it's true. I don't I, know, man. Weird Al can be pretty edgy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's, there's. So first of all, you know, we talk about the different kind of, you know, faces of music videos, and one of them is commercial. So music videos are, you know, part commercials for songs. So right out of the gate, I mean, there's definitely less of a let's say less than less a very very small incentive for companies like vivo to stop people from watching music. yeah videos. right it's like no kids we don't want you to watch miley cyrus yeah it's like please stay away from this commercial for this music that you are the target audience of right like, that we're trying to jam in your throats exactly it there's you know and the song may be maybe g and the music video may be pg-13 so there's or a, more or or maybe more it could be i don't know 15. Hopefully more. There's a 15 rating. Hopefully more. Mm. Hey, oh Adam, you got it. You got it in. <laughs> um, no, but like 15. Like, wait a minute. If if I were to like pull a rating out of my ass for Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball, which would probably be the process that they would take, whoever's job it actually is. Um, you got to think that's that's a 15 if that's an option, right? At least 15 plus. And like. If 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 twelve year olds didn't buy Miley Cyrus's album, it would have sold significantly less copies, and so and and the Wrecking Ball video would have had significantly less views. So, um, you know, I can definitely understand why somebody wouldn't wouldn't want to do this. Now, I do think though. So only one, according to this article, only one video was graphic enough of the of the eighty four. Um, to earn an 18 rating and that was dizzy rascal couple of stacks and actually because this is, this is a crazy like super like gory violent video are you guys familiar with it this is the one that was released around halloween is that the one uh, i don't know if when it was released i, I guess we, i could find that out um it was released after halloween but in in february i think or <laughs> Um, no, maybe not. It could have been Describe either. It. Either way, it's like super dark. He's wearing like a, a a yellow raincoat, and it's just like he's basically just like people are just being murdered left and right in like really horror movie graphic ways. But he's like taking part in it, and so I think maybe he's killing everybody. I just remember it being super dark. Anyway, this video could actually be a benefactor of like getting this eighteen rating, like. People are saying like like now people might want to go and see like what video did get this eighteen rating and it's mm-hmm. this. Um, although that said, um, how many people are even conscious of these ratings? That's like, the thing. Zero people. I think yeah, right. it's a it's a test balloon, and I <laughs> I don't think this is gonna work I, because movies are. You know, the movies that come out of the theaters, you know, we're, we're, the, the system that the MPAA created to rate movies looked at, you know, a very limited pool of films. I mean, a theater that you drove to and, you know, had a limited number of screens was only going to be able to show a limited number of movies. So it kind of made sense to be like, okay, you're standing there at the box office, you're looking up there, this one's R, this one's PG, this one's G. If you've got two kids with you, we'll choose the G movie. Um, or, you know, we're not going to let in, you know, kids under a certain age into the R movie. I mean, it made sense because of the limited number of product that was available. 
I think with way the, with too many music videos. Way, way too many music videos to do Even something just, as general as like a to, to to do something as subjective as to sit down and watch a music video and assign it a grade based on like some sort of you know nomenclature that has to and be then translated a, and then attach a justification to it exactly yeah you know what i mean it's not just like the, it's you know yeah no it would be an, an a literally impossible task even if it's just for these three labels which if in that case what the fuck why right why are these three labels the only people who are like yeah we'll tie our hands and let everybody else kind of run run free without this um it seems like such a weird thing to and then you know, even try to do with movie ratings. I mean, you controlled the uh, the distribution. So if you wanted to, you know, enact a rule that said nobody under eighteen or whatever gets into R-rated movies, then all you have to do is you know make sure that you know movie theaters across the country have got some kid making sure that the people who are going into this movie are over eighteen or whoever is selling the tickets. It's like a one-stop, you know, shop basically. I mean, here you have a product that you do not control the distribution of. I know Vivo controls the distribution of a lot of music videos, but um, you've got music videos on Vimeo, on Daily Motion, on all these different things, and it's, and it, it, you know, it's really. Re- I mean, is there even a like a content gate on YouTube at this point? Um, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe if you sign up and say you're under thir- uh, 13, mm. there's definitely like logged out users can't watch flagged content. Correct. Yeah. So there is and that gate, but they don't know if there's like, oh, well, you're a child. You can't see this. Well, right. If you log in and say, just say you're 18. Right. Like, Why I guess it's, it's the same thing of like saying like, bef- like in, in, you know, on like porn sites where it's like, agree that you're 18, mm-hmm. click a button. Um, so one interesting thing of like where this idea came from. Um, it comes directly from a speech by David Cameron, and it's just it, it's uk.gov slash government slash speeches slash David Cameron on families. And if you um, so, like, it go uh, the the part about music videos, which is in there, <laughs> um, mentions that Vivo is was going to be on board, and obviously they're not. <laughs> No, so, Vivo, I, Vivo is very not on board, according to this quote that they gave. But like, why is? I mean, like, I don't like that's pretty high level, right? Like, uh, like the prime minister is like calling out music videos as a thing that needs to be, like, like parents need help guarding their kids from those. Like, I, th- I think that makes sense because you know these th- these are people that you know artists that kids are gonna latch on to and they're gonna go look at the music videos and you know i think it makes sense i, I see the concern there definitely do you, do you like could you really like think that a could you imagine an a u.s politician just like saying that and and what the response would be on, on either side of any politician if like ted cruz just like suddenly came out and was like we need to censor music videos like that would be crazy i feel like and even if and and if it came from somebody else too like like tipper gore who is the who is the impetus of the um parental advisory stickers um like if if al gore suddenly was like you know we should we should you know censor music videos like people would call him crazy Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I just, I, it just, it just feels very alien to me, kind of that the whole idea of like a politician taking a stance against graphic music videos on the internet. Well, they're not talking about censoring them technically. They're just talking about rating them. Um, and if you had to ask me like, what is like, you know, a good system for this, I just feel like there just needs to be some sort of content flag for music yeah, videos. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking, and I guess I didn't. I read the quote, but didn't read it. But he, the quote in the speech is, uh, "We're going to help parents protect their children from some of the graphic content in online music videos by working with the British Board of Film Classification, Vivo, and YouTube to pilot the age rating of this of these videos." So, like, the the point of it is like protecting children from this content like just that language to me seems like very like space cadetty. yeah i guess there there is 
I mean, I can see the the need for it, honestly. I mean, if you're are if you're a parent whose kid loves uh, Lady Gaga and is a huge Lady Gaga fan, do you really want to see Lady Gaga being like on a hospital table, telling you know, with R. Kelly hovering over her, telling him her like uh, all the things he's gonna do to her? I don't. Um, I, <laughs> you yeah, know, no. Do you really want that? No, you, you you don't. You certainly don't want that. But I think that there is a, a like. It is just weird that the government is trying to do to help them with that process. Mm-hmm. Like that seems like a very like parent child moment. There, it mm-hmm. doesn't seem you know. I don't feel like there needs to be like a government intervention in that scenario. And like that's that's not a position I frequently take. Yeah, I feel like you know. Yeah, because government. even like the MPA is a trade association. They're not a government right. association. Um, but I just don't think like the the. Um, like music videos I feel like are so much more unregulated that it is really tough to get a handle on this there's there's no real trade associations to speak of in music videos at least to my knowledge no so. no but I sure it doesn't sound like a thing that a, a government would be capable of taking on either yeah. no and if the parents don't care then it doesn't matter what system they put into place it's not going to work a pa- a parent, a like Doug said, it's a parent-kid thing, really. Yeah, like if a parent doesn't know enough about Lady Gaga to be like, maybe my nine-year-old shouldn't be into Lady Gaga without like the government being like, this is an 11. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> weird. It's just weird to think that that... You know that's gonna that's gonna fix it. I don't I don't think it is. But but the music videos have to be viewed as a separate entity than the music. I mean, I don't think there's any problem with a you know twelve-year-old or whatever being into Lady Gaga. I mean, that's just pop music and it probably a 12 year old wouldn't be in a lady gaga right now i no. mean maybe well, miley three, cyrus, years, three four well, years ago miley cyrus yes and yeah. th- and to have your like kid listen to wrecking ball is a different situation than having your kid watching the wrecking ball music video but it still feels like a thing that like you should just as a parent be be conscious of not you know whatever well you, you, don't, you don't need you don't need the uh British uh, film board or whatever looking at 85 music videos for you. You can look at <laughs> yeah, those 85 right. music videos. I don't know why I keep saying 85. It's 84. They didn't even go for the five. <laughs> they didn't even make <laughs> it a number that would be easy to say. Like, they're like no. <laughs> you know, it's probably some like government office somewhere and they're like, tell an intern like uh, I need a, a, a list of music videos. And the intern stopped at 84 and then started reading something on Reddit. And they're like, here's a really exhaustive list of music videos, sir. Here's every music video ever made. We yeah. <laughs> this is the lot of them. It's and like, oh, this many? One of them is Uptown Funk, a video that consists, consists almost entirely of dancing. Snapping, a lot of snapping. Lots of snapping. I think it got the PG because of the um, Fill My Cup, Put Some Liquor in It line. I, yeah, That's maybe. literally the only thing I can think of. I love to read the justifications of why... Like things like the like the phrasing they use to justify uh, giving the ratings. It's like uh, oh, is a it was rated twelve for moderate threat. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, moderate threat of just moderate threat. Period. And even like just the idea of uh, what is you know because music videos tend to be so much more art house i guess is maybe a good term than a lot of films so you get like i think of a video like uh, she wolf falling to pieces to go back a little old school um by david uh, Guetta featuring sia directed by hero Murai, which you know is a music video about uh, like some hunters and you know the uh, chasing a wolf that's chasing a, a wolf in like the northern person. territories and at the very end the person is seen nude from the back um, would that get an R rating because there's technically nudity in there, even though it's like very tasteful sort of artistic nudity? It, it, well, just like in the MPAA, like you know, you can get away with like a male butt in a PG thirteen, yeah, you know, uh, comedy. Um, the 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 thing is that that I think about are like the music videos with like a lot of stuff going on and like mate like. Maybe that was just a butt. Maybe that was just a vagina. Like, did I just see? Did I just see that? Like that that scenario going on. Um, There's a lot of videos. The any raiders in any sort of organization that doesn't watch a lot of music videos would be 
very concerned by. Um, like if you sat down, if you sat down somebody whose job it is to rate, rate and grade music videos and showed them bubble butt, like what would, <laughs> who, who, what would their notes look like, you know? Right. No, right. And like, just like see the reason it's like rated 18 for giant butt eating people, like giant butt, <laughs> giant butt lady shaking her giant butt. Like just gets so graphic specific. Butts. Graphic butt dancing, just like yeah, no, it'd be fun. Uh, so should so, we um, speak to Sia? Yeah, let's do that. We should. Uh, we should also mention there's some music videos that came out this week, and we're going to talk about I, them. I guess there were some music videos. I, yeah, um, and one of them is a new video in the Sia slash Maddie Ziegler, the dancer, slash Daniel Askell, the director. Slash Ryan Heffington, the choreographer, trilogy. I guess you could call it. You, I think it's a trilogy now, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely. It's, it is a trilogy. Starting with Chandelier in 2014, um, then Elastic Heart, which also starred Shia LaBeouf. Um, that was in 2015. Now we have Big Girls Don't Cry, and this video stars, of course, Maddie Ziegler in her. Favorite Sia wig. I hope, hope she's got a few of those. She definitely Same seems, one, never been cleaned. She seems to be putting them to good use. And her, again, I hope she has multiple copies of her Sia um, nude leotard, which I've, I just realized today when I was watching this video, it came out today, that I've never seen Maddie Ziegler wearing anything but this nude. Oh, uh, you have you never watched Dance Moms? I've never watched Dance Moms. Oh my anymore. god! I finally watched an episode. It is the most horrifying show I've ever seen. The most horrifying show. It completely changed my perspective on Maddie Ziegler, like a like a hundred percent. Like it completely changed it. Not to divert you too much. How so? It's just horrifying. Like the every to know what. And it could be completely fake, and this isn't real at all. But to know if if any of it is real, to know what the people in her life are like around her at a direct level, which is like her dance instructor and her mother, are in the in the show. They're just awful people. Like the the teacher is just all about like we got to sex these girls up, and like they're nine, and <laughs> the the mothers are they just spend their whole life. Just like cr- like sewing these sexy outfits together and talking shit about each other, as like this teacher just like berates these children for like hours. They're like exhausted and have homework and are crying. And she's like, "No, you have to do it again. You have to be like Maddie and just like just just horrifying, horrifying." I was, I was. I was like just so shocked. No, not, neither of you guys have seen it. Yeah, I've I've seen the show. I think it's like any reality show. There is some scripting, but there's definitely people that are like this, for sure. And like, if those if those the hours that these kids are actually dancing for also seems like borderline abusive. Um, like it is just more, more hours are spent like dancing than anything in these kids lives and so my sister was in organized dance when she was growing up and uh there were some crazy moms in that like maybe not to dance moms level but there were definitely parents that were like this where they were like they were crazy gross people it has to be fake there's some people like that i mean dude i mean oh my god some sick people seriously adam watch an episode go it's on netflix watch an episode and just I'll check it out. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I've lost my train of thought. Um, well, we didn't really hadn't really started. Well, so we're talking about this video where you know, obviously, the Chandelier video is the very famous Maddie Ziegler dancing in kind of an abandoned apartment. Um, Elastic Heart is one of the Birdcage, the giant Birdcage, and then this we're going simple, where it's just basically Maddie Ziegler. Doing some interpretive, not even dancing, kind of interpretive mime stuff, I guess, uh, for the whole video. Um, the entire background is black, and it is for the song Big Girls Cry, um, which uh, I've, I've really been interested in the kind of reaction by 
people to this video and it's funny how many people mention the Fergie song Big Girls Don't Cry um, do, do people mention it? The people mention it a lot if you look at the YouTube comments that's a significant portion of them is people talking about the Fergie song um, but a lot of people are kind of I think in the same boat I am and, and they're like eh, another I don't, don't know if this goes this to me is the Godfather 3 of the of the trilogy t- trilogy um it was interesting but i i definitely didn't enjoy it as much as the last two um i mean interesting in the approach i lost interest <laughs> pretty uh rapidly though um I yeah like how long are you gonna watch maddie ziegler mug for the camera is the question yeah and like i get that this is all like what this is an, a part of interpretive dance, and that made me sound like such an asshole idiot. But um, <laughs> but like I, I get that this is still interpretive dance. It just it just has gotten less approachable to me, and um, less less interesting. Part of what I what like drew, drew me to those other videos was like Maddie's dancing ability, like her just like. Fl- crazy flexibility and like a ability to like leap around and just like kind of fly around the room and uh none of that happens in this video i i there um was it in the in the best music video of the year podcast adam where you like mention that part of what um makes Maddie Ziegler effective in these music videos is the fact that like as a 12 year old she lacks levels of self-conscious that somebody older might have yeah I think I mentioned that yeah and I I think that's on display a lot in this video Um, because to like lock in on someone's face like she's really emotive and does a lot of facial expressions which are elements of the last two videos that I liked but it wasn't all that I liked about those videos and that's kind of the what I'm able to watch as someone who doesn't know anything about interpretive dance that's kind of like what I'm I feel like I'm just watching over and over again yeah for me it felt like they they got in their heads a little bit too too much hmm. um like they were like the first two videos for chandelier and elastic heart were very approachable this one even though it's done respectable numbers i mean it was released today it has done two million today so over respectable very good numbers um you know to see a, a like maddie ziegler in this like outfit and this Sia wig has become famous in its own right I think people see that and they're like oh I'll watch the, the other version of this um, and I think they've taken it to another place that is less approachable and just overall less entertaining there was always this dual, ele- dual element that brought the crowds in where you could say you know this is the even the elastic heart video was uh, you know interpretive dance but it had was so entertaining and had all these other different elements to it this one i don't feel like there's as much for people to kind of latch on to as there was the other ones including me honestly like i kind of i watched this one straight through and i usually watch the videos a few times and i kind of fast forwarded the the next few times i mean there wasn't really me anything for me to dig deep on i wasn't like writing down like oh okay this happens and then this is interesting uh it, I don't know. There's just something just, just not not there about this video to me. It feels like it lacks a lot of the layers that the other ones do. There's like, it feels like there's less to peel back in this video, and um, like you just like peel the layer away, and then you just got like the black screen. It's like, mm. uh, oh, well, put that back. And when you skip around in this video, it's it's weird because you can't like it's all this. It feels all the same. Yeah, it feels all the same. Until I mean, a, a little bit happens at the end, right? Like a, a, a man's hands appear or something, and she gets lifted up. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. she's 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 got some hands that are coming up behind her, but <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting because I feel like you know, the the group that made this got together and they're like, well, you know, we made two videos that a lot of people really loved really accessible and like let's go full art for this one sure i mean and they earned that yeah they've earned that um and that's fine and maybe in in another 
two years we'll be looking back on this video and saying this blew all the other chandelier and uh, elastic heart out of the water but I just don't <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not prepared for that yeah uh, I'm not prepared it could, for that it could be who knows like maybe we like suddenly like interpretive dance really takes off and we understand this video so much more or we can connect it to the song better like who knows but like um yeah right now is it a, if is it godfather three <laughs> no <laughs> adam 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 likes this video a lot why don't you tell adam, us yeah why? adam who had been silent as as you and i had adam yeah, I'm, had I'm just uh i'm listening to your bits and and kind of just taking it in and let it uh, wash over you let it wash over you let it wash over me and uh so my thoughts on this video, I, I'm definitely the odd man out on this one. I loved it, for sure. Um, I will give you guys that it is the less accessible of the three videos. I would agree with that. It's definitely a little bit artsier. Um, I don't agree that there's nothing to peel back. I think there are some layers in this video. Um, I think you have to consider a few things before you start breaking it apart and analyzing it. Um, you have to really think about who Sia is as an artist and, and sort of the, the struggles that she's had in life with mental illness and uh, being a woman and living up to the expectations that society has for women. And also who Maddie is. Um, if you think about why she was cast to be in these videos and where she's coming from, there's some really interesting ironies in the choice of using Maddie, being that she is this little kind of showcased uh, trophy girl who's supposed to perform for the public. So that idea of, of fame and, and living up to an expectation is like a huge thing for Maddie and kind of a thing that Sia shies away from. She definitely does not want to be in the spotlight. So if you listen to the lyrics of the song, I know the song really well, it's, it's an awesome song, and pay attention to the movements, I think that um, you can really start to see the significance or the meaning of all the movements. And uh, like Doug said, um, Maddie's expressions are, were one of my favorite things about um, all of the videos. So for this one to kind of take it one step further and only focus on that, I thought was was really fun. Like there's no dancing. This is just about Maddie's expressions. And I, I think her performance is awesome. She's she she should be an actress. Like I just think she just does like an amazing job of uh, kind of capturing who Sia is. This move this video like moved me again. All three videos moved me, and they just like resonate with me like hugely. And yeah, that's kind of why I loved it. So that could that could be true but none of like needing this like additional knowledge about the sia or about Maddie ziegler or about anything um was necessary in the previous two videos and so i disagree know, i think all three videos are about sia as a person it's not that they're not about them it's that i don't know shit about sia but i love those two videos and i was able to connect with them in other ways sure without without knowing about sia or Maddie ziegler or anything um, Which is why I would agree that this one is the less accessible of the three. I think you do need that background for this one, which I have. So, so it's fair. Cool. I think it's definitely fair. Yeah. So anyone who knows who knows a lot about Sia loves this video. This might like, be this might be the fan installment of the trilogy. This is for the fans. This one maybe maybe for the, maybe it's for the homies. Um, it's 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 just. Um, the scale of the other two videos, you know, the first video that's like hundreds of millions of views, and then the second one with with even Stevens in the video, like you you went big and then you went bigger. Like I get the like move to peel it to to simplify the third one, um, but it just feels to me like an oversimplification. Sounds like you guys got hug it out. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, whatever. I think Adam made some great points, though. Like, I do. No, I agree. Like, I agree. Yeah, it, it's um, it's a subjective thing, right? I mean, every video is not going to resonate with everyone. This one, like, almost make every one of them almost makes me cry. And, and I did go back and watch this one, the same as I did with the other ones. It's Holy really cow. incredible how much how the numbers that this team is putting up for these videos, though. I mean, no, it's kind it's of insane. In, in pushing. 
the bound the, these kind of boundaries because like let's be honest if this video was made for uh, an artist that was you know not known at all it would do in the thousands you know um, maybe the tens of thousands but most likely in the thousands i think and, and think- there's something to be said for that for all three these are some these are some weird ass pop videos mm. and a lot of people love them that's that's a big thing it really is and i and i really love that they're doing this on this platform um and and saying like yeah here's the the new sia single um it's by the character you know i would call her a character the Maddie Ziegler Sia character that you all know and love. Um, and uh, we're going to challenge you a little bit, which I think is, is really admirable in a lot of ways. They could have very easily done another chant, you know, another chandelier, another, uh, what's the other, uh, elastic heart style video mm-hmm. and gave, given that a shot. So I like, but I wonder if this is the last one. I don't know if you guys know, or yeah. think this is the last uh- one. Well, from everything that I've read from uh, different articles and, and Sia and stuff, uh, I think it was intended as a trilogy. I don't know that they decided that when they made Chandelier, but at some point after the popularity of that, they decided to do three. And I think it's done. So, Doug, you can rest at ease. No more. Well, it's, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I am like, I feel like I've seen a lot of this like character and and there's a lot of depth to it and I'm not saying that like this Maddie Ziegler Sia character it wasn't one that you know wasn't worth exploring for th- for three videos but it's kind of like a Kroll show thing where it's like this story has come to, has come to kind of what feels like an end and and it's it's definitely the bolder choice they 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 you, you go so big in the other two videos that it, it becomes a bolder choice to strip it back and you know this is this is the direction I just you know didn't like it. So you're saying it's too much tuna? <laughs> it's too. It's 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 so much. It's far too much tuna. It's a medically inadvisable amount of tuna. <laughs> um, so let's move on to another video because we got to get to some more this week. I want to talk about our good friend, Mr. Kendrick Lamar. Okay. And, and his uh, video for King Kunta. Okay. Um, directed by Director X, formerly lo- known as Little X. Mm-hmm. Um, which is important because there are a lot of music videos out there with the credit of Little X as director, and we had those as two separate people for a while. When uh, I remember as a kid and uh, watching like MTV and BET and DMX videos would come on, and it would say directed by Little X, and like I was like, is that his son or like <laughs> something weird? Like I think that might have had something to do with the name change. So side note. There is a um, music video, I, I, I'm not sure if we had correctly in the database, um, that we talked about, or maybe on the, on the list last week, um, that was directed by, Lil, I think the it was officially oh, we had, as Lil Chris. Yeah, we had Chris Robinson, and, and then it turns out it was Lil Chris, who is his son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were like, oh, Lil Chris, yeah, it's Chris Robinson. Um, and Director X you may know from directing some pretty large pop videos from last year, last year such as uh, um, Fancy by Iggy Azalea, um, Black Widow by Iggy Azalea, and uh, that might be it. He's done, he's also, he's, he, did, he did a lot of hip-hop videos. He, like, took the torch from Hype Williams. Yeah, basically. Uh, he took the but, torch and did a lot more volume, I think, I feel like. Oh, yeah, a lot more volume. And now he and then he broke. He did a lot of pop videos, Justin Bieber, Boyfriend. And the one of his... Probably my favorite Director X video is Started from the Bottom. Yeah, by, that's a great By video. Drake. By Drake. Um, so this video is for, I think, probably the most popular song off of... To Pip a Butterfly, which is Kendrick Lamar's much uh, anticipated follow up to Good Kid Mad City from 2012. And King Kunta uh, is probably one of the most, I mean, this is a, a very bizarre album in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, very, I think, purposefully, um, it's very much like an album. It's tough to like take away a, a lot of singles from this album. And I think it has to be kind of viewed as a whole in a lot of ways. Yeah. And some like the single version of I 
is very, very different from the version of I that is on the album, for instance. Um, and I think King Kunta is one of the... I think that and All Right are the two singles that can really be easily extrapolated. So this is, you know, important because there's not a lot of big singles off this this album. And this is a really, you know, highly anticipated album. Um. Right. Yeah, totally. And But, but this is... This is probably like the most radio friendly. Although I was kind of radio friendly ish, but um, it's interesting that th- there's a Director X video for any of these yeah. songs. Like that was just not something I I saw coming. Me neither. And, yeah. And it and it's um, like Kendrick Lamar and, and music videos is such a weird thing to me. I don't. I, I don't struggle with music videos. Everything else, Kendrick. <laughs> everything else, Kendrick Lamar does, from his live performances to the fact that like he makes full albums, like everything seems so calculated and specific, and none of his music videos do. Everything else seems like he just he he's willing to pass that on to somebody mm-hmm. else. And he I, needs Hero Mirai. That's what he needs. Well, he really does, honestly. I mean, well, and and obviously the best music video that he's on is the Never Catch Me um Flying Lotus right. video that, you know what I mean? Like that's the best like on the Kendrick Lamar page which includes his features. Um that's certainly my favorite video on here. So, um, but the it, the video for I, directed by Alexandra Moores and the Little Homies, is a pretty good video. I like. I think yeah, I no, 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 no. Yeah, it was I close-ish. Yeah. So I guess I'm not saying that. Um, um, and I'm not making the claim that he doesn't hasn't made good videos. It just there's no like, they're not there's not like a coherent direction, um, or any like kind of just like understanding of where he's coming from with the music videos like yeah I, I agree that the i music video i kind of, i really enjoyed it and like the the driving scene i think have become like pretty synonymous with like this album it's like heavily associated with it and and like the the joker kind of look um of those scenes but um i i just don't i don't i don't get I don't see the direction of them as a as like a as a whole. All of his they're music. not they're not very memorable. Like I can't describe uh, any one other Kendrick video. I've probably seen them all, but they're they're quite forgettable, unfortunately. Um, I can just I could probably describe them, but I won't. <laughs> um, well, let's describe this, this this King Kunta. Yeah, video. but we can talk about the King Kunta video. Um, that, made, that makes sense. So, Director X, and this is all. F- uh, basically, you've seen. I feel like you've seen this video before <laughs> from a different director. Um, basically, they're in Compton. Kendrick Lamar is from Compton, if you are not aware. And uh, basically, they're just hanging around in groups. You know, we got the cars, we got a few little unique elements here and there, but it is a very standard sort of we're in a neighborhood commercial, or sorry, music video. We're not talking about commercials here. We're in the neighborhood music video um, featuring, you know, large groups featuring, uh, you know, cars and motorcycles and the ladies, etc. And it's, it's funny that it is, I almost feel like, to Pimp a Butterfly is such a crystal, not crystal clear, but such a very strong direction um, where it is not the work of somebody who is wavering at all at what they think they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing and they're putting all their energy toward that and it's a very conscious direction for them to go. I almost feel like... T- and I mean, this is no disrespect to Director X at all, but like, Director X was kind of hired ironically for this. Like, like we're gonna make, like, because if you haven't listened to Pimper Butterfly, like the, the the main theme of it and the main like subject matter of it is race and from a lot of different sides, um, you know, you know about. Uh, growing up in Compton about being black in America about all these different things and then we have this video which is like really like a straight like 
like uh very straight kind of stock rappers in their neighborhood video i mean do you agree doug yeah i mean i and and some of what we're seeing here is like rooted in stuff about kendrick lamar and and you know i think that there was a a an attempt to tap into something with this video but um it doesn't read you don't read that when watching it and and i think that it just is it just ends up feeling like a parody almost not a parody but just like the just the last thing i expected to see after listening to the pimpa butterfly album was like like a ton of cleavage and and you know low camera angles and and driving around um and so i know that there's some history in some of the locations that they use for this video um adam alexander pointed it out to us earlier in an email um which is a fun uh thing to way to chat with your friends is email <laughs> um so um but the, so this video is rooted in this is a story i had heard that kendrick lamar was on set when he was a kid um of the tupac california love remix music video and this um, video was shot in the same location that Kendrick Lamar was at um, when he saw that video. And the funny thing is, the reason I know that is because back when this when this website was called FilmedInsert.com, Ricky Dink little website that it used to be. Hmm. Um, was it a Ricky Dink website? Well, that's pretty Ricky Dink, yeah. Um, I was Ricky Dink, um, and I haven't really broken that out of that. Um, uh, so, um, Kesha Kumar was not very big and put out any albums yet, and he was coming to do a show in South Florida, and I just like reached out to like a contact like that was on oh, his website, remember, remember web- this. website or something, and. It was the worst. This is going to be like weird, like in, inside baseball information. The like worst communication that I've ever had with somebody trying to book an interview. But I was like, I run this music video website. I'd like to, I'd love to be able to interview Kendrick Lamar. And this is where we get uh, Adam, the uh, speak on that joke that we always <laughs> tell because we watched the Kendrick Lamar interview and somebody said, speak on that to him. And, um, so uh I talked to this guy who was his his name was DJ Dave which maybe that's a real person mm. who said that I could interview Kendrick after the show in the venue and my one like big question was going to be about him being on set of that Tupac video and what kind of like influences it had on him and if if he would ever try to like carry that into his music videos and I was ready with that question, and as soon as I tried to walk in the venue, they were like, you can't bring a camera or recording equipment into this place. And I was like, but DJ Dave said. (laughs) And they were like, looked at me like I'm a fucking asshole. They're like, who the fuck is DJ Dave? And I was like, I, Kendrick's friend. (laughs) And they were like, you can't bring, you can't bring any of that shit in here, man. And I was like, oh, okay. And so he, I was like, can I at least go bring it back to my car? And he, he let me bring it back to my car. And I had, like, four friends with me who all, all thought they were going to, like, be able to just, like, tag along and look at Kendrick Lamar while I tried to, like, shake my way through these interview questions. Uh, but I never saw Kendrick. Never got to do it. Never got to interview him. And now he's the most famous boy in the land. And... Um, I had told... This is a long time ago. We're talking, <laughs> like, long time t- ago. 2012. Early two very, very, very long time ago, and I thought like, oh my god, I thought I was like, I was so nervous walking up to that fucking place, like, oh my god, I'm, I'm gonna ask about Tupac. I'm such an idiot. I like bought a new shirt, and uh, and <laughs> nothing like didn't even let me bring the shit in. And, and like my friends were like, dude, you're still gonna try to interview him, right? Like you're still gonna like, you know. And I'm like, I don't have the ability to i don't have anything to record it i thought i was going to do a video interview mm-hmm. how stupid would that have been like just like me in a new white t-shirt asking dumb questions about music videos there's no way he would have answered about music videos after a concert um 
oh well what what could have been dj didn't didn't you interview didn't you email dj J, dave after that i tried and he was like and like yeah it and like he was eventually. like yeah next time bro yeah something dumb or like yeah i was like hey can we maybe do still do it over the phone or something mm-hmm. and he was like maybe and then never heard never heard from <laughs> dj dave again i should try to dig those emails up and, sc- and screen <laughs> screenshot them for the show notes <laughs> yeah i wonder if dj dave is still his uh manager maybe like i remember trying to google who he was and like I, I remember like seeing DJ Dave like affiliated with like a couple of tracks or something, and that was enough for me. I was like, this is definitely his fucking dude. These wonder, guys are best pals. I wonder if DJ Dave like if we look in their like liner notes for Good Kid, Mad City, and uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, he's like the main producer on all the tracks. <laughs> I mean, if you type in DJ Dave K, the br- it fills out with. DJ Dave Kendrick Lamar, hmm. but that doesn't mean anything. Um, I th- well, I think we have a title for our podcast. <laughs> um, uh, Adam, what did you, did you think you, of DJ yeah, Dave? What did you think of DJ Dave? Did you, have you ever had any interactions with DJ Dave? I've not had any with DJ Dave. I do know some Daves, but they they don't know Kendrick. Did you make a so, Did you make a song about it and put these it on Kids in the Hall? I know. I no, know. <laughs> these are the Daves I know. It's funny. That this is a podcast where I can say that, and everyone knows what that is. <laughs> uh, that's definitely yeah. That's going cool. in the show notes. These that's I haven't thought about that in a while. Um, since we're digging back into our memories, uh, yeah, right. I, and I, I don't mean this. I don't mean to think to say like director x was like fooled into doing this but it just like when i think of like (laughs) kendrick lamar like going to director x and being like you are on board with all of the things i'm doing right you like understand at a very deep level like what to pimp a butterfly is about in its complexities what this song is about in its complexities i don't see director x Director just just doesn't make that kind of music video, you know. Well, he doesn't make that kind of music video, right? But he could be, he could be in on if what you're talking about is true. Like he could be in on it. Yeah. Like Ken, you know what I mean? Like he's, like Kendrick Lamar could just have kind of been like, you know, I want like a traditional like rap video to make this kind of statement. Like I'm trying to make this kind of statement. This is what I want to do. Um, because I think Director X. Although he, although a lot of the music videos he makes are a lot of like very performance heavy, um, luckily the, a lot of them are not mansion heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, no. You know, I feel I feel like Director X's videos, although there are some that are like in very lavish locations, he also makes some um, higher concept videos, and he also makes some like kind of just like hometown videos. But he's able to capture like a great energy, like because nobody else is going to be able to do like a hometown video with Drake than director x and he's done some great stuff that way but i do think he's he's kind of capable of like you know getting getting the idea mm-hmm. and so um you know maybe that's the case <laughs> it's just so funny to like think about the idea of like them like try like don't let director x know what the rest of the <laughs> album is about like that's such a funny thing to think about i don't i don't think it, it is what happened but it's a hilarious thing to dream. We can about. dream, can't we? So I think we should talk about at least one more of these videos. Yeah, one uh, more, and then we're then I gotta get on a plane. Yeah, I gotta get on a plane to come to New York City and get to the best chili of your life. Well, I don't know what that means. Should we? Should we talk about yeah, mm, chili? Well, um, I think we should. We gotta talk about Ice Princess, right? Because I quoted it before. Right. Yeah. Should we do that? Do that one? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do Ice Princess. Let's do it. Um. So, Azalea Banks, Ice Princess, directed by We Were Monkeys. This this video is pretty pretty like cr- crazy, right? I thought it was crazy. Well, tell us what 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 happens. She's an ice princess who like rides on snakes and shit, like <laughs> giant snakes, and like she's got snakes like Medusa snakes on her head, and and her fucking eyes are huge. Um, okay. And, like, uh, that, that all that happens. What happens in the video? She's sitting on a throne. It's a very performance heavy, and then there's all these like robots. Uh, are they robots? You think? Yeah, they're robots. Robots. And, and they like they are all in like unison. They're like dancing, 
and they're drilling into shit. And then she, like, flies through the air on this snake in a very, like, never-ending story type way. Hmm. Um, and, like, encounters these, like, glowing, you know, like, shapes. Um, and what happens after that? I don't know. Just gets crazy, yeah, right? She, like... She, like she kind of like just goes in him, right? She goes in him, and then I thought she uh, shoots them. Yeah, she like she, fights the shapes that are. Yeah, coming she fights out of the, the shapes. That's what it was. She's firing things at the shapes that are coming out of the volcano. Mm. You oh, know. yeah, there's a volcano, right? We forgot to mention that. It's like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it's just yeah, as you do. Um, and it's a, a weird video where I want to like it. I wish I liked it. But for some reason, visually, the the set of visuals, the way that things look, uh, doesn't work for me. Interesting. What doesn't work about it for you? Like, it's you almost think, like a thing where, like that? yeah, it's very personal. Like almost like uh, I don't like that color. You know? Right. And you don't like the style. Yeah, I guess that would kind of nail it. I, I don't just like the style of it. I don't like. I don't know. An ice princess. Slash Medusa lady, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to draw it. So, so you it's know. Conce- conceptually it doesn't work for you either. Maybe um, that too. So what I think is interesting to talk about this video, although uh, it sounds like Adam Farrell might be ready to bail on it, um, is that it's just like what made Azalea Banks so fa- like initially famous is the 212 music video from 2011. You guys remember this video? Yeah, it's great. It's, I it's, like ba- it. it's basically just her and a brick wall. It's in black and white, and it's just like Harlem. And, you know, it's basically like her and a brick wall, like it's close-ups on her mouth and that kind of stuff. But, like, basically it's just like all performance. And this is like the the complete polar opposite of that video. And it's just very interesting to me the just like kind of difference and like like the distance as an artist that she's come. I mean, she's done big effect stuff. The young Rapunzel video is really great. And that's that's the one I would point to. I think if I was going to do the same thing you're doing that, that's a great video and still shows that spectrum of production values increasing. Yeah. I mean, it does show, it does show that, but I feel like this video is even bigger. Like that video is, got a lot of visual effects and it doesn't it's still very different than the 212 video but this definitely cranks it up even further um i don't know i like it i I saw a lot of mixed reactions to it uh someone commented on our facebook about it they said they said really or they said no they said uh is this a joke and i wrote back nope so we'll link to that i don't think it's that bad like it's not i don't think it's that bad Okay. It's, it's just. Yo, either of you guys, let's take a poll of the podcast. Who thinks it's a joke? Me. No. Adam Farrell thinks Ice Princess is a joke. Uh, cool. <laughs> on the record, two to one. Um, well, that's that's cool. Uh, so there we go. Is that it then? Is that all? Is that all? That was what I wanted to say about it. I think yeah. Well, it has snakes and it's tinted blue. I think that's all. We we covered it. We got there. Um, so yes, I think we did it, get you guys. Um, we- Let's hope that Azalea didn't hear that because she's mean on Twitter. Yeah. Here's the here's the question: What would Ice Princess be rated? Mm. Um, I think G. PG. No, P- just a G. A general. Well, it's got some violence. Well, Family. also she didn't have violence in a G. She doesn't custom. hurt people, though. She just shoots colored blobs. Mm, good point, yeah. Does language come into play? Because I feel like she might cuss. That's why my mom calls it cuss. Yeah, well, when you're, when, when you, when you're fixing the cuss, um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you, you would get a PG, yeah. That's true. Depends on the cuss, though. It cusses a lot. I mean, are we, are we talking about, like, like big city cussing? Big city cussing. You're going to encounter some of that, Adam. We should intentionally walk in front of people slowly yeah. with our cell phones out mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to get big city cussed on. Oh, boy. I can't wait. Um, so next week we'll be back with an account of how Doug and I got big city cussed um, in New York City. And, Adam, I th- if you could try also to get um, 
Small Can't. town cussing. S- small town cuss, please. It's a thing. Um, what is small town cussing? It's usually racist. Oh. With some swears mixed in. <laughs>